men and women are foregoing the 9 to 5 jobs introduced during the industrial age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy. With your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. We knew you'd be back. Yep. We knew it. That's why we did it. That is exactly why we did it. And you fell for it hook, line and sinker. <laughs> Unless, of course, you haven't listened to last week's episode, in which case, go back and listen to that one, then come back, and then you will have fell for it hook, line and sinker. What was last week's episode, Wayne? Last week's episode was part one of an amazing interview with Femi Oyeniran. I'm getting, like, expert at saying his name now. <laughs> Femi Oyeniran. He's going to, like, email us or tweet us and be like, Wayne, you're saying it completely wrong? Like, stop being such a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Being someone who has a weird name myself, it's probably really good. It sounds really good when you hear someone actually say your name right. So he might be getting a lot of pleasure from that. Can I ask? I know I'm segueing completely, but you know when we had graduation, did they say your name right? No. (laughs) My parents were like, was that that our son? (laughs) Just start clapping. I felt so sorry for everyone whose name was like mispronounced. I think like this mine. big day that you've worked for three years towards and someone just cannot get your name right. I actually, the thing is, I actually walked up to the guy. He kind of like, he looked at me like, what the fuck is your name? Because he was on a piece of paper in his hand. And I actually said it to him. I said, oh, I understand you're probably not going to say it right. So it's, it's Jem Yildiz. And I said it like a few times. And he went, Cam Cam Yaz. <laughs> I was like, well, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just been like, that's, that's not my name. I was like, I, I, should, I should have just stood there and said, no, I'm not going to walk until you actually <laughs> say the right name. I do feel for that guy, though, because he literally only saw the names that day. So, yeah, you know. and there was a lot of names. Got to let him off a little bit. Anyway. Back to the point. So, uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, this week is part two of an interview with Femi. Um, so if you haven't listened to last week, I suggest you go back. Actor, director, producer. Actor, director, producer, entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Don't forget that bit. All round top dude. All round top dude. We mm-hmm. like Femi. Femi, we like you. Um, but if you haven't listened to last week's episode, just go back on the feed, listen to that episode, then come back and then listen to part two. Great, great interview. Loved it. I think you're going to love it too. Let's go. I heard, I read somewhere that you kind of found your co-writer online. And yeah, could you talk a little bit about that? No, my co-writer, well, how it happened was I met him physically. So, oh. <laughs> but, but um, he, um, I met a mutual friend introduced us and we sat down and he was like, oh, I want to make this film. Um, this was after I just finished uni. I want to make this film and I want you to help me because I, I really, you know, think you're the guy to help me. So... I, I was like, okay, cool. Bye, Sorry, my kids are just leaving. <laughs> Bye, Bye. Joseph. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you. Could you can't you guys wait for fifteen minutes? Tell your mum. <laughs> um, hello. Hello. That's good. Sorry about that. That's fine. Um, babies. Um. Um. No, I can't remember what I was saying. We were just saying, like, how you met your co-writer. So, yeah, I met him through a mutual friend. And we we sat down, we were talking and about doing something together. And we we basically did, like, um, we're going to do this film. And then he showed, me, he showed me the treatment of It's A Lot. And I said to him, oh, I want to do that instead of the film that we've been meeting about. And he said, no, I want to do the other film that we've been talking about. 
And I said, um, I don't really want to do that. I want to do it. It's a lot. And so we just stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> he disappeared. He just, he just, I lost his number. I couldn't get a hold of him for the life of me. Now I speak to him like every day. But <laughs> now, now I can't get rid of him. Like I speak to him every single day. But I lost his number. I couldn't get a hold of him. And then one day, you know, Facebook suggests people that you might know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One day I saw him on Facebook and um, as someone that I might know, and I sent him a message saying, you know, if you still want to get this film made, um, I've got a plan. Let's do it. Like, that was when I was working on Another Hood. So I was working on Another Hood. I went on Facebook. I don't even use Facebook anymore. Like, I was one of the early users of Facebook. I've been on Facebook since, like, 2005 or something. So I (laughs) properly hate Facebook. Like, I never use it. I find it so dry, but everyone still uses it. I find it confusing when people say they use Facebook. But anyway, um, I, I still have one. And people send me messages on Facebook all the time and invite me to events on Facebook. And I'm like, um, who checks that? Why don't you just text me? <laughs> but anyway, cut a long story short. Um, I sent him a message, we met, and then we started working on the script. But it, that process was facilitated by Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right. And how important, because I know me and Wayne do this podcast together and we say all the time that if we didn't have each other, it'd be so much harder to kind of keep that motivation, that focus. How important for you was it to kind of have two of you together kind of pushing each other to kind of to write honest, that script? Like, he pushes me more than anything because like, he calls me and pressurizes me to get stuff done every day. Like, so <laughs> I wrote the script. And so I would write the script and then send him, send it to him and then he'll read it and then give me notes and then I'll write the script and then send it to him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That that was our process. I'm like, you know, he pushes me every day. He was calling me every day. Like, he's calling me now to say what's going on with, like, the film that we're working on now. He's called me twice since we started this conversation. Wow. Like, he's, he's on my case, like, all the time. And I think... I think it's important to have someone that's on your case and also it's important to have someone that supports you when it's difficult, someone that mm-hmm. gets it. Someone that gets it. A lot of people don't get the struggle. Yeah, I, I think and, a lot of people underestimate how much of a struggle there is, in fact. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think you need someone that's in it with you and if you don't have someone in that, uh, someone that people, someone that's really close to it, that understands it, you also need people outside of it to encourage you, like family. Like I say, my family have always been very supportive, and and you know I've had friends like one of my like one of my close friends from uni, like he calls me all the time, and like you know he's he's um he's very supportive. He's like he's a lawyer. He works at one of the best law firms in the world. But, you know, somehow he still manages to find time regularly to call me and we'll speak for hours on the phone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's someone that's really busy. So it's important to have people around you that care, that, that you know, that encourage you and keep you going and keep you motivated. What would you say to someone who maybe doesn't have the family that supports them or doesn't think they have any friends or their friends you, are kind of doing their own thing? Find friends that support you. <laughs> you need to. You need people. Like you can't do it yourself. Where do you find these people, though? No, you don't look for them. But there's actively people that care about you. That care about everyone has it. Like most people have it. Like you know, you have people that actively look out for you. Like you know, like my friends that I'm talking about. I didn't go out looking for them. They're just people that I met, and over time they've just like you know really, really you know, worked hard at, you know, so, like making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. 
But also now I'm married and I've got kids. So like, you know, my, my wife supports me and, you know, and my little sister supports me. So it's like, it's just because people, they believe in me. They believe in what I've got the ability to do. And like over time, I continue to prove myself, like, you know, to them that, you know, I've got, I'm driven and I can get stuff done. And, you know, people admire that. When people see that you're working hard, people want to support that. You always meet people that want to support you. Mm-hmm. And what's but your... if you're not doing anything... Like, people don't care. You just have to... If you're working hard at your craft, like I say, if you want to be an actor, do classes. Save up for classes. Save up for, like... I don't do these things. But this is what <laughs> I sh- this is what I think you should do. Like, you know, read books about acting. Books are cheap. Like, read books about acting. Like, how many young actors, like, haven't read any books about acting? Mm-hmm. Like, read books. Study. Study the craft. Study the game. Study the business. Absolutely. And what's your what's like your biggest driving force? Because you seem to be very very proactive, very driven. I've got children. I've got children. Right, so it's, <laughs> it's the baby effect, yeah. No, I've got two boys. Like you know, that drives you. Like yeah. you know, that is if that doesn't drive you, I don't know what will. So like, you know, that drives me, and also like you know, I I want to be successful. Like you know, I've always like wanted to be successful. The only reason, and I'm really competitive. I want to be good. I always want to be uh-huh. good at stuff. If I'm doing something, I want to be good at it. Like, you know, I was at I was at uni. Like, you know, the only reason I did well in school and at uni or wherever is because I wanted to be good. I'm quite competitive. I don't ever not want to be good at what I do. Mm-hmm. And do you think do you think it's that that gives you an edge? Maybe I don't feel I've got an edge though. I just I feel like I can be better. This is what I say all the time. Like, you know, I don't even think I'm good yet mm-hmm. at anything. Right. I don't think I'm a good actor yet. I don't think I'm a good filmmaker yet. I feel like, you know, I, I've still got lots of room for improvement. I feel like I could be so much more better than I am at the moment, at everything. What would, um, you say you, you want to be successful, what would you say success looks like for you? I think success looks like, you know, being comfortable doing what you're doing. Like, you know, the the one of my good friends, Peggy Walcock, has at the moment got an exhibition at the Roundhouse and she's got an art installation and that incorporate set design and sound and all of these different things. And, you know, I, I, you look at someone like Penny, she's 65. Like, you know, a biog, one paragraph of a, of a biog is about awards that she's won. I mean, like, not, I don't want to win awards, but I want to be comfortable in creating what I want to create. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I'm doing stuff to try to get to the next stage. So if I do this, I do this, I might get a break to do this. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Whereas... There's a, there's a space that you get into as a filmmaker, as an actor, as a creative, where people trust you to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And it's not about money. It's just about being able to, like, you know, being in a position, one, where you don't have to worry about money, and two, where you just can create what you want. Yeah. And people respect it. Or even if they don't, they just appreciate that as you being creative. Mm-hmm. That's, that's success. Good, good answer. Um, back to going back to it's a lot. Um, going from the synopsis, you decided to kind of have like a middle class black um, person in in the film. Is there a reason behind that? And obviously, looking at some of the work you've done in prisons, you obviously have a big sort of um, you're really interested in sort of social issues and sort of maybe flipping things on their head. Yeah, just because like no 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 um no no one else was going to do that or try to do that type of film. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't gonna happen. That's 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 the reason I did it. I feel like 
all the films like that everyone was doing wasn't representative of the diversity of like of black people like you know that weren't working class do you know what I mean and they're like going to your going to an elitist university you see that there are lots of black people that live in the UK that are not poor whereas like um, what do you call it like when you watch TV and when you watch films and when you watch all these different things like it leads you to believe that all black people are criminals or whatever mm. so I was passionate to to go against her where do you think your sort of drive came from sort of to get so people people know these sort of like social issues exist but obviously you're someone that decides to sort of take action on them what makes you different what makes me different yeah why do you I'm decide not, to I'm sort not of... different I'm, I'm, I'm like like I, I keep saying I'm not I'm not different uh, I'm I'm just I'm just driven I'm just I, I just like my aspiration like I said to you success to me means like creating what you want to create mm. my aspiration is to create what I want to create I just want to create, get the opportunity to create what I want to create. But sometimes you can't do that. You can't do that um, when you're new, when you're young. Right. But, you know, I'm, st- I'm working. You know, the, the aim is just to keep going and to keep creating and to just keep trying to, you know, be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, th- there's, a lot, there's a drive from a lot of young people and by young, I'm talking under thirties. Yeah, to have this. I'm just of, about right. <laughs> to have this this overnight success, and it's you know, it's been happen. said many times. It takes twenty years to have an overnight success, and and you've said I think once that patience is a is a talent. Could you yeah. talk about that for a moment? Yeah, it's just like you know, we me and my friend Nikki, um, who I wrote this a lot with, and I've been working with since we we sort of came, like we were talking about that, you know, like. Um, we got that phrase. It wasn't ours. I'm sure we got it from someone else. And mm-hmm. we, we sort of embraced that phrase when we were trying to raise money for it. It's a lot because it's, even though, like I said, I was I was strategic in anticipating the success of a novelhood, it still took us 18 months to raise the money to do that film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. So, you know, even though you've got, you've got um, the product, it still takes time to put it together. So that's why patience is a talent. That's because you need to be patient in order to 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 reap the fruits or to of to to be successful. You mm-hmm. can't you can't just accidentally be successful just randomly out of nothing. You can't just even even like I said, kiddo. It seems like I came out of nowhere mm. and and made it as an actor. However, you know, I auditioned six times over the period of a year. Right. And even then, after after it was a successful film, uh, I mean, your career hasn't skyrocketed like many people like think I wanted happened. it to. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why patience is a talent. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to say the twenty one year twenty one year old actor that's just about to graduate from drama school and is thinking? Do you know what it is. Just be be patient. Uh-huh. Be humble. Take time. And also, I would say, like you know, like realize that even if you get massive breaks, it's not that's not the end. Mm-hmm. There's still so much more to come. Like there's still like you can you can get a massive break, and you know, and that could be it. Like you know, my like, that you one of my friends just did a massive Hollywood film, 
Mm-hmm. Like, but it's not led to like millions and millions of other Hollywood films. Sometimes you just don't know. But you, overall, you have to be strategic. You have to decide what you want to do next. You have to decide, this is what I'm going to do. This is the plan. If this happens, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. But also, be prepared for your for things not to go to plan. Yeah. Um, I saw in one of the interviews you kind of introduced yourselves like actor, director, producer and entrepreneur. I'm just wondering, where, where do your business sort of acumen come from? My mum. And also, I used to sell chocolates when I was in school. <laughs> and I used to sell chocolates and and um, what else did I sell and CDs I used to burn CDs like obviously that sounds so archaic now I'm just showing my age but <laughs> um, but um, I used to burn CDs when I was in school and sell them to other kids it's illegal but hey no one can prove it now but um, I used to I, I used to like, you just said it on a podcast yeah I don't look, can they prove it like where are the CDs well, like <laughs> <laughs> got rid of that hard drive ages ago yeah well i don't even there, it wasn't there wasn't even hard drives then this is how old like you, i'm so old school in this <laughs> like the hard drives were were didn't really exist then oh yeah you had the floppy disk didn't you exactly <laughs> get about one to get one picture or two pictures on it exactly crazy all of these things didn't even exist so i had the cd rewrites are and I was using that. I was making money, like lots of money in school. And also my mum's always been very entrepreneurial. She's always like, you know, had aspirations for us to, um, for us to actually, um, to, to do stuff like, and she's always aspired. She's like, you know, she owns properties. I mean, she moved to England in 1993 and just really worked hard to make something of herself. And that's really inspirational. What are some of the best lessons you think your mum sort of taught you? Just to like pray, you know, to pray regularly. Like, you know, my mum's a strong believer in God. And so she prays a lot. And I don't feel like I pray as much as she does. And also just to have faith in and just keep going. And like, you know, like, my mum, like like I said, she she didn't really come from like a fancy family or anything, so she just really worked hard to to get to where she is, and so you know that's inspirational. And she she knows she looks after people. She's a very kind person. I think that's important. It's important to be kind. It's important to make everyone around you feel important. It's important to to make people feel good about themselves. And I think that's what I've learned from my mum. You obviously um, were on set with quite like talented people such as Noel Clark, obviously Adam Deacon and stuff. Were there any sort of like lessons you took from them or kind of any sort of advice they gave you when you were going for your first film? Not really, because Adam Deacon was like, that was his first major film as well. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so I wasn't really learning from him because he'd done stuff, you know, he'd been around since he was like 13, but it was his first major film uh-huh. as well. So he wasn't like that much more he was he was like you know he was 21 and he'd been acting since he was 13 but I didn't really I wouldn't say I learned anything from him on kidhood or adulthood um on another I'd say you know I learned like he's a perfectionist he was he was quite freakish about certain things and about getting things done so I say like you know that that I would say I learned, not learned that from him, but I appreciated that, you know, just being very, like, you know, precise and anal and perfectionist about scenes and lines and stuff. And um, um, 
like what no Clark actually doing what he did was inspirational like you know actually as an actor writing a film getting it made and all of that I suppose he's he he set the template for me and Adam Deacon and other people to actually go on and start make creating content mm-hmm. he's the he's the prototype but you know me and no Clark have never really been that close like one cool or good like what what we talk when we see each other Mm-hmm. But we've never really been that close, to be honest. So I wouldn't say I learned that much from him, but him actually doing what he's doing is inspirational. It's tough. Um, you did some teachings and filmmaking in prison. What, why was you doing that? Why? Because um, I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked me and I did it. And um, yeah, it was fun. Like I think it, it was... Um, it was... It, yeah, it was fun. It was just nice for to it was nice to do it it was nice to to work with these young people i just felt i always i teach in schools like whenever i get the opportunity i do i always try to like you know work with young people because i just feel like it's a good way to it's good to give it's important to give back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. were there any sort of like common fears you saw in some of the young people like in the schools or is there kind of like the common question that keeps coming up or that sort of fear that's holding people back from maybe doing their creative pursuits um i feel like in when i was in a prison it's like being in prison holds you back and also being in prison makes like it difficult for people for you, it, it dents your confidence it dents your confidence and your focus in life so the young people in prison like a lot of them were just worried about actually what am I going to do next one where am I going to be in, like in my life like you know am I going to get the opportunity to even to 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 actually have a dream when I come out of prison do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and like with young people in schools, I just think, like you say, young people want overnight success. People don't really work hard at what they want. People say they want what they want, People, but people don't really work hard at what they want. Mm-hmm. And people don't... People are, the difference between a success and a, a... Yeah, people, like, some people want to be successful rappers or actors or whatever, but it, like... But you go to the studio every day, do you read monologues every day, you practice every day. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is what I say to people all the time. Like, you know, at the moment, I'm not really that focused on acting because I'm focused on producing mm-hmm. and I'm focused on writing because, you know, I'm not putting in as much work as I need to be as an actor mm-hmm. on a daily basis to to expect the opportunities to come my way at the moment. But, you know, that that's because I'm making that... I'm... I'm I'm choosing at the moment to actually build a strong foundation as a as a producer now, and then you know once that's up and running by itself, then I'm gonna get back into it, get back into you know my acting groove and actually practicing mm. and being inv- involved. And I think that that foundation is super important, and I think a lot of people underestimate it. I know I spent the first couple of years of my acting career actually setting up a production company myself. Um, and sometimes when you are looking at it and you go in, yeah, but I really want to be acting, you have to kind of remind yourself that it's a real long game and you can't just dive yeah. headfirst in without having that strong foundation unless you've had some very, very lucky once-in-a-lifetime breaks. Um, Absolutely, and I think a lot of people underestimate that as well. Absolutely, uh, I completely agree. 
Um, I heard in one of your previous interviews, um, it kind of one one thing you said that kind of reminded me of the um, Steve Jobs commencement speech, and you were saying that you have a bit of a fear of death. Yeah, because my dad died young. My dad died when he was thirty, and yeah, <laughs> and so like you know, I'm, I've always I've always had as a young child, I've always had an an heightened awareness of of death, and so. I've always been driven to try to do stuff quickly. So, do you, so it gives you sort of clarity to kind of work on the things. Yeah, I just want to do stuff quick. Like, you know, like I just want to do do everything really quickly just in case I die. <laughs> it's a bad way to look at it. But yeah, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm not scared of death, but I'm, I'm aware of it. I've, got, I've, always had, I've always had an heightened awareness of death. Mm-hmm. Well, I read a lot of philosophy books and a lot of the kind of old philosophers kind of said that kind of always have that one eye on your death because it does sort of really hone what you should be doing today. Because I think a yeah. lot of young people get sort of stuck in that mindset that ah, I've got ages to get to where I want to be or do what I want to do. And then maybe something terrible crops up or something pops up. And then suddenly they think that seems to be the thing that focuses them when something goes wrong. But you're kind of saying, well, if I keep an eye on it, I'll be focused today. Yeah, absolutely. It's just being being having that clarity and that focus. I think it's really important, and I and just really owning in on what you want. And yeah, that's 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 it. But at the same time, you know, I'm I'm I, I do want to stay alive for as long as possible because you know I've, <laughs> I've got children and I want to see them get out and, and all of that stuff. So, but I, I'm very aware that you know, time is precious. Um, I also heard that you're a bit of a keen runner. Yeah, I run like quite more. Of, this week has been bad, but I run like three. <laughs> I run like three or four times a day, a week. How important do you think it is, like your health and that link to sort of having? I the think energy? it's important. I feel like I'm not fit enough. Like you know, I've, I feel like you have to be in good shape as an actor. You have to be in good shape, and I'm not talking about muscles and stuff. I'm talking about you have to be healthy. You have to, you know. Really, I think health is important. It's more important than anything. We don't realise that until we're sick and we're in hospital and, like, you know, we can't move and stuff. And Mm -hmm. you don't realise we don't really take care of ourselves. But I think health is the most important thing. I I think more so. Health and family, man. I think, you know, having faith, like, for me, obviously, I'm a Christian. So, like, God and having, having, having a family and being healthy, I think that's more important than acting. Also, I just... This is what I would say to actors as well. Acting, acting, and all of these things—it's not the end of the world. It's not the end or be all. They're like there are greater things in life mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. than acting. Like you know, and and so like you know, life make it the most important thing in your life, but don't make it the most important thing in your life. Yeah. Is what I would say because it's like you know, you can really get yourself really worked up and frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if, you, if your whole world just revolves around one thing, like now, like my my world, like I think my family is important, and and all of that, like you know, those the like my relationship with them is probably more important than than anything and and you know and all of that that's that's that really should be your focus that all of that should be like what you want to spend your time thinking about and doing Mm -hmm. but whereas i feel like um some people get so attached to their industry that they make the industry the end one be all and that's the problem in our society work is everything 
Yeah, yeah. I think I've, I listened to something recently and it sort of said like your your passion or your sort of business is there to sort of fund the lifestyle and the life yeah, you want to like, live. Work shouldn't be everything. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm afraid to say that probably for me. I, again, like all of these things are things that I aspire to. It's not at the moment I feel like work is everything for me and like I really focus on work a lot and but, you know, you can't get away from the fact that, you know, I've got a family and I could be on a podcast and my son w- walks in and, like, you know, like, you yeah. can't get away from that. And so um, that's that's an element of life as well. But, you know, it's important to rem- to remind yourself regularly that, you know, there's more to life than work. Mm-hmm. So every guest that we have on the podcast, because the show is called Powerful Nonsense... So we've got two questions that we ask every guest yeah, go on. that we'd like to ask you. The first one is, what's the most powerful piece of advice you've ever been given? And the second one is, what's the biggest load of nonsense you've ever heard? Oh, gosh. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the most powerful piece of advice that I've been given in my life? Hmm... I think, um, I suppose, it's not, I, I don't know if it's the most powerful piece of advice I've been given, but I would say it's, um, I think hard work pays off. That's, it's not advice, but it's just it's a truism. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, hard work pays off, but not at the time that you want it to. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> the little caveat of it. <laughs> yeah, not at the time that you want it to. And also, um, nonsense, nonsense-wise. I hear nonsense every day, to be honest. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Um, nonsense. I would say nonsense. The nonsense that I've been given is um, like, oh, that I've heard is that oh, you should do this. It will be good for your profile. Like when you get to a certain age, a certain stage in your career. Like, people try to get you to do stuff for your profile and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Like, this is hypothetical. Come and do acting for free. It'll be good for your profile. No, it wouldn't. Like, (laughs) yeah. No, it wouldn't. It's not. It's not. It's not going to be bigger than kiddotted. So, no. It's not. No, it's not. And so there's that, like, that profile thing. Like, you know, do doing stuff for nothing because it's good for your profile. Like, you know. Like, I should say that to nursery. Oh, take my kids out of your nursery. It'll be good for your nursery's profile to have, like, a filmmaker's son or an actor's son at your nursery. No, they still want their money to be paid. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so like, I don't think... I think it's nonsense to expect people to do stuff for profile and to do mm-hmm. stuff... Like, when you're young, when you're up and coming, I think, yep, great. <laughs> do stuff. Do anything. When you're young, when you're new and you haven't done anything, do everything. Mm-hmm. And when you get to a certain stage in your career, be selective, be strategic. Don't just do anything for your profile. Because mm-hmm. there's, no, there's no point having profile if you're not working. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Good stuff. Is there any um, one book you tell people they should always read? Or uh, If you want to write script, read um, Save the Cat. And also, if you want to do, if you like life, read... Um, <laughs> Do you like life? Um, read the Bible, the Quran. I'm just joking. Um, 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 but yeah, you can, of course. I I try to read the Bible regularly. Um, but if you like, um, there's a book um, by Malcolm Gladwell mm-hmm. called Outliers. Read that. Good 
good stuff great book i think that's a great book definitely for, for working in this industry outliers it's okay. a great book because it, it talks about what i'm talking about relating to hard work and success and like you know ten thousand hours you know people talk about ten thousand hours mm-hmm. like you have to be at work for ten thousand hours to become an expert in something it talks about that it's a great book outliers and um what's the best um well read half of the yellow sun if you like fiction that's a good book the yellow sun half of the yellow sun half of the yellow sun that's a good book it's about nigerian stuff but yeah it's a cool book i think it's um it's well written that's good for fiction so i've given you three books now so i'm going to shut up now (laughs) that's perfect well it's been so good to have you on and thank you for coming on so quickly i know i only met you like a couple of weeks ago and then you were just like yeah yeah cool send me an email and i've been nagging you a little bit for a couple couple no but it's good though it's good because i I always you know i I literally try to support everything and everyone because you know like i understand how important it is to 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 you know shine a light on different platforms especially like people are trying to do independently i think all of the, like things like this is very important because even if it reaches out to 200 people 100 people 10 people and like if someone's able to pick up something that helps them in their career i think that's that's great because you know we all need we all need that as we grow in in the in the different things that we do well thank you so much for your time today no problem anytime i'd love to come back we'd love to have you back on i think we've only scratched the surface for me i know i know wayne's gonna when Wayne we put down this call wayne's gonna be like oh crap i forgot to ask him x y and z no that's not a problem i promise to speak to you guys again in in about four months if you want to speak to me again great sounds good man let's do it well enjoy the rest of your day and we'll see you very much god bless Bye 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 there we have it part number two Part number two or part, part two? two? Part number two. Part number two. You know, keep it fresh. So, what did you think? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. This may very well... I may be biased because I'm an actor, and we talked a lot of acting stuff, which we haven't really done that much on the show, like, actor-to-actor stuff. In fact, we haven't done that on the show before. You just, like, bring it up every now and then. Yeah. And I'm like... But we got to talk about that, and I think, as an actor... This is the sort of interview I would have wanted to listen to on this podcast. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think as well, like, if you look at anybody who's kind of creating a business, doing their creative pursuits, whatever it is, it's the same problems, it's the same thoughts, it's the same sort of challenges you go through. So a lot of what you said applied, really. Yeah. So if you love this episode too, and you're not a subscriber of Powerful Nonsense, head on over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button. You'll get our new episodes in your feed as they come out every Friday. 7am GMT and we'll be getting lots more great guests and having more discussions we've been having a few suggestions for episodes and we just want to make sure that you guys interact with us so if there's someone you want us to kind of explore if there's someone you know that would be great for us to come on like a young entrepreneur or a young creative whoever just send us an email and let us know yeah and you can hit Femi up on Twitter at Femi Oyenaran if you want to chat to him as well between shows thanks very much for tuning in and we will catch you next week see you later